0: Hello and welcome to Story Mode, a video game podcast. I'm Simon Evans, and today I'm joined by Jesse Munro and Keelan Simpson as we chat about the new PlayStation Plus tiers, the upcoming Multiverses game, and Death Stranding 2. Make sure you follow us on social media at Aus and check out our website, StoryModeGaming.com, for the latest in gaming news. Enjoy the show.
1: Right, I finally got artwork in my... In my little study room, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy about it. I realize, like, I am such a materialistic fuck. Yeah, I we just know. need all this shit behind me. <laughs> and if you want to see the shit behind me, we're on Twitch.tv forward slash Story Mode AUS. Don't say I know. Every time you, every time somebody breathes the word Zelda, you're like, look at me boxes, look at me, look at me amoebas. Get out of here. We're as bad as each other. <laughs> yeah,
0: we are. Okay. Hey, I never said I was guilt-free in any of this. I just said... That's fine. You I know.
1: tackled me off the cliff. Or we were both born together. <laughs> yeah. they beautiful.
0: We were both standing on a bridge made of capitalism. And we bridge. spent our last dollar together.
1: Now, are you guys like me at the moment? And in a bit of a gaming funk?
0: Kind I, tried I, kinda a new, I
1: tried a game this week. I tried a game on your, on your recommendation, Simon. I can't get into Vampire Survivors. I look, I see the appeal. I was actually playing it before we recorded tonight. I can see why it's addictive and stuff like that. It's so funny. It that fun? Like how many levels are also in like the game?
0: Uh, there are, I believe, five stages, five main stages, and then there's a couple of bonus stages as well.
1: Wait, you mean stages, like, different areas? Because it says, like, it also has levels, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, so your character levels up as you play. (gasps) Oh, And there's no cap on the levels. It just depends on how quickly you kill things. Um, How do you go to
1: another stage? Like, wait, did I go to another stage? I don't know. Did I? Would you know?
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah, it tells you. It will be (laughs) like, hey, you've unlocked this place. And then when you choose your character again, and then you can pick another stage. Um, The second Um, stage is way better than the first one. I like the first one, but not as a starting stage. I feel like it's very flawed as a starting stage because it's big, it's open, it's cool, gives you lots of time to, you know, manoeuvre around things and stuff. But at the same time, enemies come from every direction. So whilst you're still learning the mechanics of the game, you're also being overwhelmed. Whereas the second stage... Enemies can only come really from sort of two main sides. So that's way easier to manage, way easier and to get to. A bit used more to.
1: strategic about it. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like you what, definitely manage that a lot easier.
1: That's what bugged me. Like, look, I've played three or four rounds. And, um, you know, I'm upgrading my, my knives and all sorts of my axes and all my different weapons and stuff like that. And the upgrades weren't different. It was like, get another knife. All right. I have like six now. What do I get when I get another knife? Another one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like okay. <laughs> Cause <I> have enough <laughs> knives? I'm just, I don't know. It felt like the first two three minutes of playing the game felt like the next fifteen of playing the game. Okay, so I'm dodging, running around people. I, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think it's for me. But saying that, I think it will very much be for me when it's on the Switch
0: Mm. hmm that That, i can't wait that is
1: a switch as fuck game
0: yeah absolutely and it's it's one of those games as well that like i i absolutely understand if people do bounce off of it relatively early on because it does take a little bit of time to for it to really sink its hooks into you and if you are willing to let it like honestly i've i've wasted so many hours playing that game because it's just fun as you start unlocking stuff you look up okay how do i unlock this thing then What about this thing? Where does that one come from? And you just keep compounding more and more interest in how to unlock things. And you just end up blasting through it. And eventually you're like, shit, that was 12 and a half hours of my day just gone. Great. So much fun.
1: 12 and a half hours playing this game, I would bleed out of every orifice.
2: Please see a doctor immediately.
1: In the in a, in a bad way, not in the fun way.
2: Can you guys seriously play like a, a single game? That's a genuine question. Yeah. Can you play a single game for more than three hours? Not anymore.
1: Mm, it depends on the game. The more oh, yeah. and more I realise I actually go to a doctor to see if I've got mild ADHD, uh, I can't I can't focus that long anymore. I mm-hmm. used to be able to do. I think the last game I could sit down and put... Massive chunks of time into Elden Ring. Elden Ring, I could probably put like four or five hours into it at a time when I was liking the game and I wasn't in this crumbling fucking. Oh, I, will,
2: I will help you out of that place, man. I, I just haven't did even, even picked it, it back again up. For I don't the care anymore. Time. I
1: just don't care anymore. But the last game I really sunk time into was probably uh, Phantom Pain and Uncharted Four. Uncharted Four is probably my longest singular play session. I think I played for about 12 hours straight. I played for the night. Got really for the story.
2: Simon, what about story. you? The
1: pirate island? It's great. It
0: totally depends on the game. Um, like recently over the past couple of weeks, I've been playing Monster Hunter Rise a lot more in preparation for Sunbreak. And yeah, I can easily sink like three, four hours in um, if I give myself something to do. Is the problem. If I'm like, cool, I want to unlock this, I want to fight this, I want to get that armor set, I want to get that weapon, I will do that happily. Mm. I'll just get stuck into it and just smash it out. Um, but if I don't, then I will be like, well, I don't know, I guess I'll do this thing for a bit, and I guess I could do that one and kill that monster and make that hat. Okay. I don't I don't really dedicate the time to it. But I don't know. I mean, I've been playing Power Wash Simulator a lot today. I think I've played maybe oh. about four hours of that today. Is it good? It's great. It's such a good game. Feels so like satisfying, chill. right? Yeah, it's really satisfying. It's really chill. There's no like, ironically enough, no pressure, even though it's a pressure washer.
2: Uh, <laughs> Jesse, you can't shake <laughs> can your I'm head, dude. You, <laughs> mean, you can't I'm shake your head because I can shit off my bad palms regularly. simon does it once in a blue moon okay he's allowed one or two here there thank you thank you keelan Uh,
0: but yeah like there's the only thing i find frustrating about power simulator is occasionally when you're like i feel like this thing is completely clean and then you press the button to find the dirt like it highlights where the dirt is and there's like one tiny spot in one tiny little corner and you like Sneeze ah. on it and it goes away, and it's That's like, Yeah, annoying. cool, that area is clean now. And I'm like, Fuck's sake, like if I'd been a little bit more callous with the hose and the water and racked up the water bill a bit more, it wouldn't have mattered. But I've wasted, you know, 10 minutes trying to find this one spot.
2: Oh my god, you have to pay for the water you use? No, oh. absolutely not. Welcome I'm just. To earth. <laughs> you don't Killer, How
1: about you? What was, what was the last game you probably sunk time into? It's only you, Elden Ring mean, You thrashed Elden Ring It's you, only you Elden Ring
2: I have not played any other game in that way for years, probably I just, I don't have it in me anymore And Elden Ring, it's for the exact same reason you just said, Simon Um, Because there are goals that you can set for yourself And you're just like, mm-hmm. okay, I want to go to this area I want to do this thing And then all of a sudden you realize there's this whole quest line I have to do to get into this area. I have to go and unlock this thing and go to this place first and then travel here and take the thing I find at this place to this other place and then I can go there. And before (laughs) long, four hours have passed and you've been playing this whole time and you've only just achieved that simple goal that you thought you you had at the outset. But anything else, I can't. I just can't do it.
1: I think I don't want to play games like that anymore. I want shorter, sharper experiences. Like single player narrative driven games but like you know resident evil village i love their game the, the further i get from resident evil village the more i realize that's one of my favorite games of the last few years because of how mm. streamlined and simple it was mm. it didn't have too much extra baggage you could go back and play mercenaries and stuff like that but you know other games like you know like a Titanfall 2 uh, a fallen order they were just short ish sharp concise you could knock it over in a weekend sort of games
0: yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Or maybe two weekends. I miss that. Close the open world. The open world doors are closed. Uh, I don't I, want any more.
2: I agree with you, Jesse. And the thing that's been interesting me so much lately, recently, simply because there were many games of that type of the era, PS2 and PS3 era, three, uh, 360 Xbox games, that sort of time period, there were a lot of games that were like five hours long five to eight Mm. hours. That was kind of like the standard at the time. You'll knock that out in the weekend easily. Oh, I want to experience that again.
1: I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. And you've given us a very good segue into our first topic. Okay. This is a topic that we, we broke the news off. Um, Last week, our good friend Joel was in the chat, and he said, "Hey, heads up! The PlayStation Plus games have been announced." Speaking of Joel, Joel's our good Joel and Kyron from the uh, Dialogue Options podcast. I was recently on one of their uh, episodes, so make sure you go check them out on Spotify and iTunes. Give them some love. Give them a good from us. Big kiss. I thought, hey, before PlayStation Plus probably goes live uh, late next month, let's go through these tiers. We've learned a bit of new information since last week, um, and let's properly dive into this so first for a sec sorry Yo.
0: when you said tears i actually thought you meant crying and i'm like why we gonna cry about this because
1: i'm very <laughs> excited i'm always very <laughs> emotional dude mike can't release a new song baby okay the emo is back i'll cry oh a my god of yeah <laughs> oh. how good is it how good is so it so good such oh, man. such a bang love Speaking it. of bangers that wasn't the greatest segue eh. so we've got three different tiers of of playstation plus so we've got PlayStation Plus Essential, the, the Australian prices. Um, keep in mind, and we'll go through this shortly, that Australia doesn't get the tiers in the same way as other countries who have um, a thing called, um, oh, what's it called? The internet. So we don't get PS3 games, basically. Anyway, Essential pricing. Basically, what we've got right now is PlayStation Plus. For one month, it's $11.95, three months, $33.95, and 12 months is $79.95. That will be the existing service, which includes online play, two free PS4 games, and one free PS5 games. I do like the term free being used for a paid service, but God bless them. (coughs) Um, Then we have the PlayStation Plus Extra. Um, This is a little bit different. There'll be 400, 400 downloadable PS4 and PS5 games including the likes of Returnal and Spider-Man Miles Morales for the uh, for one month is $18.95 three months $54.95 and for 12 months $134.95 or you can go all out which is what I'll be doing because I'm a sociopath get the PlayStation Plus deluxe pricing um, so you get all the benefits of essential and extra as well as hundreds of PS1 slash PS2 slash PSP classics that can be downloaded to your console. PS3 games are not included in Deluxe because, again, we live in a country that thinks copper wiring is the future. Uh, For one month, $21.95. For three months, $63.95. And for 12 months, $154.95. Before we go through the games for each one of these tiers, the prices actually seem pretty reasonable for what we're getting. Do you guys agree?
0: Yeah, I I do think the... um the final tier, the highest tier is a little bit on the pricey side, but if you are someone that's going to make them the most out of it, then it's worth it. But if you're someone like me who would be like, yeah, this sounds really cool. And then not actually touch any of it. Maybe not.
1: I I think for most people, the extra will be fine. Yeah. Yeah, Deluxe is for your diehards. Deluxe is for people like me who, who grew up with, you know, being the PlayStation kid. Um, who wants to go back to revisit those older games. But I think if you just want to really expand your library in the same way that Game Pass has, I think Extra is going to do you perfectly well. Yeah, yeah. One thing that really does annoy me, though, with the delineation between the two, is I believe that Deluxe, the game demos, is only part of Deluxe, Um, Mm -hmm. which I was reading uh, a few people. They're called Limited Game Trials, part of the Deluxe Package. So you get demos for games like Um Uncharted, Horizon Forbidden West, Cyberpunk Farming Simulator uh, 2022, Tiny Tina's One Land, and WWE2K22. I was reading um about this on on Twitter. And there's a lot of like um disabled gaming advocates I follow. Um because I, I think that's a really fascinating area of gaming. And it comes from a really weird place. Years and like 15 years ago, I broke my arm really bad and I got um, basically I basically had a palsy in my arm for about 10 months. I couldn't move my left arm or my left hand. And I was, it looked like it was a good chance it was permanent, but luckily for me, it wasn't. But I kept playing games, and it was very, very hard. It was, I was using my chin on the analog stick, um, and I was lucky that I could make it, I could grip a little bit with my left hand, so it means I could push down the uh, shoulder buttons. That is a tiny, tiny, tiny window into the experience of some people, but ever since then, I found that whole space fascinating. And a lot, of these, a lot of these advocates are very disappointed in this because this should be a basic because it allows people to play games and see, hey, is this going to work for me? Now, PlayStation made some really, really good steps in you know, the field of accessibility. God of War, Ragnarok, this is sort of the biggest dump of information we've had for Ragnarok, came yeah. this week. And apparently yeah. the accessibility options in the game are phenomenal. Um, following on from like Last of Us 2 was really impressive so I think Sony's making some really good headway there but to sort of um, you know block this off from some people and not putting it at a reasonable price point I I think it's a bit of a missed opportunity and I hope they Mm, come to their senses there because this should be a very very basic feature this should almost be part of just your basic package
2: I was gonna say I think that something like this should be
1: free. free Yeah. yeah.
2: It's just a demo. Look, it's people didn't buy the games then.
1: Um, but look, let's just hope that comes to fruition. Let's get into the games themselves, though. Now, I've sent you guys the list, so we're not going to rattle through every single game. I just want to hear if, if there's any games in particular that you're keen on, starting with the PS5 slash PS4 games we'll get as part of the uh, extra slash deluxe package. So, from PlayStation Studios, just putting out some of the big ones. Um, Bloodborne that is not at sixty frames per second, but who knows? They could patch it. Uh, Concrete yes. Genie that is that, Concrete Genie is a type of game that I'm looking forward to playing because of this service. This is a big Game Pass energy sort of game. You know, like like Psychonauts. I never would have played that if it wasn't on Game Pass. Because it was a Game Pass, I played it. I actually gone back to it recently. And I don't mind it at all. Concrete Genie. Yeah, it looks it looks a lot of fun, and I, I saw some very very good uh, reviews and, and and vibes around it when it first came out. So that's something that's got my eye. Um, Day is Gone is you know available for the millionth time. Demon Souls, Destruction All Stars, God of War, Gravity Rush Two. I don't know, was anything in particular that grabs your eyes? Yeah,
0: uh, I'm gravitating towards Gravity Rush and Gravity Rush Two. Hey. hey! Well done. Gen- okay, two genuinely. puns. That's
1: two puns. You filled your quota.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. I can retire Look, now.
1: There are also like Razor Gun. We talked yeah. about Razor Gun a few weeks ago, and I'm stoked that it's on this list.
0: Hmm. And like medieval as well, because our good friend Josh Cotter absolutely loved that. Love medieval. Yeah, so, he's a man of class. Yeah, it's a uh, definitely. It's, again like it's it's games that I've heard other people absolutely gush about. That I'm like okay, yeah, cool. Like knack. This and um, Uncharted, and Knack, and Horizon Zero Dawn,
1: Knack,
0: and uh, I'm running out of games. So. There's a, <laughs> tearaway, a game for you, called tearaway. 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 Tearaway.
2: Tearaways. I've heard a lot you of. Keon, this little
1: generation, you missed out on a fair bit. Uh,
2: I played most of the things that I want to play. Uh, to be honest. And I have in my possession already the ones that I haven't played yet. I just haven't played them.
1: Um, I think that's a the game that you, unless you've bought it, Returnal?
2: No, I don't
1: have Returnal.
2: It's, mm. I, I don't think it's for me, to be honest. I, I don't think that's... I,
1: I, I want... Look, do I, I... I don't know if you enjoy the gameplay or not. I'll try I actually it. think you might. I want to see your opinion on just the... The artistry of it. I'll, like, I'll it, try look, it. It really does push what games does uh games does games do especially we got headphones on very very good sound design
2: i'll give it a go but the game that i'm like legitimately keen to to try um shadow of the colossus so that is the mm. um the remake right yes, yes. yeah that's the remake. Yeah. okay i'm super keen to try that
1: a um, less fucked camera still a fucked camera though yeah, yeah.
2: So that's the thing. I'm kind of like, you know, did they make enough improvements to that or should I just play the PS2 original? Because that is like...
1: not nah, it, wildly the, improved, but it's this, still light years behind other games.
2: There's something amazing about playing a game of its era on the hardware that it was intended for. There's something incredible about it. So anyway, I'm, yeah. I'm still torn yeah. about that. The other thing is one of the first games that I played on my PlayStation 3 when I got it in like 2007... Was Wipeout. I got that for free for something or the I'm other. i stoked
1: for Wipeout.
2: Wipeout is awesome. Holy Dude, have hell. have you seen somebody remake Wipeout, Wipeout in Dreams? No. What?
1: Oh, it is a beat for beat. It, it's the old levels, but they're, done like a, they're up-res to hell. Ah, that's sick. I'll link it to you. It looks insane. Yeah, yeah. I want to see Dreams that. Dreams the
2: best. Um, so I'm super keen for Wipeout Omega Collection uh, coming to um, this new PlayStation Plus. I have a question. I have a question for you. There's one other game that I really want to get into that I put into my PS4 when I first bought a PS4 back in 2015 or whatever, um, and then sold it for some reason. I think I traded it in for another new game that I wanted Drive Club. Is that game coming to the service at all? Or is it just completely dead? It's dead. There are so many, I know they shut down servers.
1: Because there was an Ubisoft game, Ubisoft's coming no, it's, it's no, not. You're it's, thinking of the, the crew. Oh, the crew I was thinking team. of the crew. Wasn't yeah. I? Yeah.
2: No, it's a PlayStation exclusive, like a Sony first party thing. By the guys who made MotorStorm, um, mm, and well, yeah, <laughs> and it, it looks spectacular. Like even today, like I've always wanted to get back into that game. Ever since I saw they added an update that after that. That was sold like it. you can
1: drive across all of America.
2: No, no, that's no, no, that's, that's, that's I could be the crew, aren't I? Drive Club. Yeah. What the fuck,
1: Drive Club? Club.
2: Sorry, not drive club. Yeah, the crew, a, the crew. It's a driving game. Yeah. Um, but they didn't... Well, just I a, mean,
1: I didn't go with a club game.
2: Similar. It's, it's not quite uh, sim racing. It's Simcade, kind of. Um, and they added a patch for um, weather effects. So uh, rain, mist, that kind of thing. And I've never seen rain handled in the same way since seeing that footage it's like the most incredible thing if you get a second just like look up how the the rain is wiped away by the wipers in the car jesse it blows my mind
1: not if it's not gta the trilogy rain that just killed (laughs) everything i don't don't know about it to be honest oh they were the um kind of big playstation studios games but we're also getting some third-party games Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Celeste, Control. Control, you should mm. play Control. Uh, Dead Cells, Hollow Knight. Guardians of the Galaxy, for fuck's sake, everyone play that game. Um, it's also on Game Pass. Out of Wild, Red Dead 2, uh, Resident Evil, Soul Calibur 6, The Crew. Hey. It's a good list. I'm, what, what do you guys think of the uh, the PS5 slash PS4 range of games? Again, this isn't the full list. I, think, I personally think we're going to get some big names dropping. Um, just before this program goes live,
2: I expect that too. I think there's going to be a yeah. lot more um, that I we want to be really prepared for,
1: and that's good. Mm. It's good news.
0: Well, I think well,
1: a super solid list.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of um, third-party games that I wholeheartedly recommend: Celeste, City Skylines, Dead Cells, Hollow Knight. Just absolutely recommend them, mm. and yeah, if you're if you're getting this for free, then you're getting this for free. Like, you That's might right. as well. well I've always wanted it for to free, but.
2: play Soul Calibur 6. Now I have a chance to do that. That's great.
0: Free. I love the character yeah. creator in that game because people make some of the best yeah. stuff. Some Rolling of it's so into funny. the
1: deluxe tier. Now, this is the, the classic game catalogs so of PS1, PS2, and PSP. PlayStation Studios where Ape Escape, Hot Shots, Golf, IQ, Intelligent Cube. Okay. IQ Intelligent Cube, a lot of people were like, oh, why would you put this dumb game there? For some reason, I remember having this game. And for the last however many years, I don't even know how old I, how old I am anymore. <laughs> I've known this game, but I've never known its name. When I saw it, it as part of like the, the highlight reel, I I, sque- I I made a sound I've never made before. It was like, like squeal scream. I am that excited to play this game. I'm gonna play it once and be like, why did I like what this? this is stupid? It's just a what is this? But I'm very excited to have that moment. <laughs> um, jumping flash, siphon filter, super stardust, portable, and from third parties, we've got Mr. Driller, Tekken 2, Worms World Party, Worms Armageddon. Um, we've also got a bunch of remasters as well. So Ape Escape, Dark Cloud, uh the Jack and Daxida quadrilogy so we've got three of the greatest games ever made jack daxter jack two and jack three and we've also got jack x along for the ride because fuck it <laughs> look jack x is cool there's a cut scene that has queens of the stone age in it it's pretty rad um rogue galaxy siren which i'm pr- really really pumped to play um bioshock remastered borderlands enhancement collection boardstorm Kingdom- uh, kingdoms of amula sorry with Storm it's a full clip edition so, that's the one with duke Nukem in it um and lego <sighs> harry potter collection Again, not a bad list. Not, not bad, but I do feel like
0: there's a few that... A
1: lot of classic PS1 games. Like, mm. there's no Gex here, baby. Bring back yeah. Gex. Uh, However, that, I just Sorry,
2: Jesse. That's what makes me think that there's some. There's quite a bit of information missing from this list. Well, like,
1: well, this is a list that came out last week that I'm reading through. Since then, there have been a few other games that have been leaked or teased. Um, Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey. I'm so happy to play. I was very, very disappointed with the latest um, Oddworld game that came out uh, last year. Just didn't click with it at all. Abe's Odyssey is one of those games that got me into games. Um, Worms World Party for PS1. Ridge Racer 2 for PSP. And Worms Armageddon on PS1. Uh, Also, we've got confirmation of uh, trophies being added to some of these games. So Ben Studios on Twitter announced that Syphon Filter will indeed have trophy support. Uh, including a platinum for those plat chasers. PS1 games um, are, will also be up have the ability to swap between aspect ratios, video presets such as retro classic CRT and modern, uh, online functionality, and the ability to add trophies as I just mentioned. Uh, PSP games are also up and both titles support rewind and quick save, including the ability to upload the saves alone. Now you can buy some of these games. I'm not sure if it's going to be all of them, but there will be a number of these games where you can purchase and download straight to your console Keep that forever. They'll be ranging from about six bucks to about twelve bucks,
0: which that's not I bad. I don't mind that at all. Yeah, I I feel like, um, particularly from like the the PSP catalog feels quite empty.
2: Yeah, and
0: yeah, the,
1: I would like some also some Vita games in there. Um, I know yeah, there's going to be some difficulties with the touchpad, but yeah, like, I'm yeah. sure we could work around it. I think some of these games have used touchpads before, so. Clearly they can be written out, but I would really like, I liked Golden Abyss, Uncharted game that was on PlayStation Vita, purely because I was in America when the Vita came out and it came out in the States like two, three months before it came out in Australia. So I bought one when I was there and I came back here and no one had a Vita and I'm playing Uncharted and everyone's very, very jealous. And I Maybe it's that. Because I'm very egotistical and fragile, I needed that attention. and I've attached that attention to my memory of the game, and therefore I love the game. Maybe. But I would like to play that again. I would like, I would like to start all the Uncharted games again and, start, and play them. Um, yeah, there's, there are a fair few PSP games. Like, where's Daxter at? Where's
0: Daxter Yeah, at? and also, like where are the Monster Hunter games? Because they're huge in Japan. Like, Monster yeah, Hunter that'd games be a good call. sold PSP units in some cases.
1: Now, look, it's all been it's all been good news so far, but again, being in Australia, there's a number of games we're not going to get. The PS3 games. What guts me the most is the PS3 era is one of my favorite era of games, if not my favorite. So we are missing out on games such as Ico, Infamous 1 and 2, uh, Motorstorm. Motorstorm, man. Motorstorm was sick. Mm-hmm. Puppeteer, Rain, Ratchet and Clank, Quest for Booty, A Kraken Time, and Into the Nexus. Resistance 3, which is an odd one and makes me think that they will announce that extra games because you would put one and two because they're the good ones. Don't put three in there. Don't put three in there. Uh, Tokyo Jungle, Zero's Wrath, Devil May Cry HD Collection, Fear, Lost Planet 2, Red Dead Redemption, Undead Nightmare. A bunch of games we're just not getting. Hopefully in future they work out ways to get us these games somehow. I know... They are releasing, kind of cloud support for these games in a bunch of countries throughout Europe at the moment. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Anthony Albanese, if you're listening, I know you're. You know, you know, I know you listen to the show. Uh, get on that. Fix internet. Come on, you got a chance now. The
2: problem isn't our internet. It's just that Sony and their infrastructure. It's
1: it's a, there's a lot of things it. going on.
2: They don't have yeah. They don't have the infrastructure here.
1: Um. But yeah, I, I am disappointed in that. But another little wrinkle of this is that Ubisoft Plus will also be part, becoming part of the PlayStation Plus experience. Um, for extra and deluxe subscribers, you'll get uh, access to games like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, For Honor, The Crew, a bunch of Far Cry three games, uh, for, sorry, Far Cry games, including B- Far Cry Blood Dragon, Legendary Fishing, South Park, both games, Fractured Butthole, and The Stick of Truth. Uh, Steep, The Crew, The Division, Trackmania Turbo, Trials Fusion, which is a great game, Watch Dogs, Zombie, Werewolves Within. Cool. That's all the games we're going to be getting, or a big chunk of them at least, um, as part of this service come the end of next month. Now, they were tinkering away, obviously, with this for quite some time. We always knew that there would be some sort of PlayStation competitor to Game Pass. While I don't really see this as a competitor, they are quite different services. I am very happy with this. I was prepared to be disappointed as PlayStation does often disappoint. This is about as good as I could possibly ask for. I'm really really happy about it. A lot of people are going to be able to play games that they never got a chance to. Um, I think that's very important. You know, everyone bitches about everything being remade. I don't hate it because it gives people a chance to play this other stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not quite game pass they're going for very different things um yeah, game pass allows for day one uh you can play play a lot of massive massive microsoft games day one this isn't going to be that and i think that's probably a good thing to keep a certain quality of the games um but what do you got? what do you guys think of the playstation plus revamp
2: um i think this is pretty great um there's only one real frustration that i have in that Ubisoft is sort of like um, diluting their branding by saying, hey, Ubisoft Plus is part of PlayStation Plus now. But it's not Ubisoft Plus. It is Ubisoft Plus, but it's not. It's Ubisoft Plus Classics, and that's a set amount of games. But then you also have Ubisoft Plus, which gets you all the games day one. So that's something that I said last week, which was incorrect. It's only the classics that are included inside of your subscription. You have to pay extra for the other thing, that's super confusing and they
1: should, really should name it something different. But I actually think that won't last long. I think they'll bring everything over because they'll realize... Well, I think it'll be in Sony's best interest to be like, okay, we're not going to give our first party games day one. They won't, no. But hey, Ubisoft, how much do you want? To, how would we pay you to have your games day one? Um, because Ubisoft as well are going to see, hey, a lot of people are playing our classics, but they're not going to bother jumping over to this paid service and paying for another subscription because... Mm. Subscription fatigue is a major goddamn thing right now. It I'm is so real. sick of paying 500 fucking things. Um, but fortunately, I'm hoping that does happen. The
2: rest of what Sony's offering is really, really solid. Mm. Like, I agree. the idea, the concept, everything is fantastic. The only thing that is lacking, really, is the communication about what games are going to be on it. Like, they should have released that at launch. Um, and it should be an exhaustive list of the games that we can and can't play each and every platform as well. Like, that is a, wait, wait, oh, a massive you interest.
1: Like, is. You, want, oh, you mean you want the full 400 games? The full 400. Yeah. I kind of like the idea. Like, you know, if they. Because I'm not sure if they said 400 at launch. Do mm. it 400 at launch or is it 400 over, over some time? Because I don't know. I kind of. I think having 400 games at launch is a massive mistake. Why? Because then from day one, there are games that are going to be forgotten. There are games who mm. will not get touched. Mm. I think if you that's have fair. 400 games that are going to be available on the service, you bring them out every fortnight or something like that, and you can make a real events for it, because but, that way you keep PlayStation Plus in the zeitgeist consistently.
2: But is it going to be like a rotation, or are they just going to come out release and they're there then? Not sure. I would
0: expect <laughs> them to come out, release, and just be there, kind of like the way that's, Nintendo do. That's what I that would want to yeah, do the switch online offering, but I mean, look. Who knows? <laughs> looking looking at this whole list, there's a few things I think are really cool. I think the PS4 offerings are fantastic. Uh, I do think the PSP stuff is unfortunately just completely neglected, um, which is a, a genuine shame
2: because there
0: are there are absolute gems on the PSP, and also I think probably. V- the Ubisoft Plus Classic games, for me, is the most uninteresting thing I've seen.
1: Yeah. Well, I think you've never been a big Ubisoft awful. fan no. of their games. Some of their
0: games, I think, are fantastic. I just don't like the company. And they're not offering me anything here that I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely... Have you played Blood Dragon? I haven't, but also I'm not really a Far Cry fan because I don't love the format of Far Cry.
1: If you if you don't like the format of Far Cry, play Blood Dragon.
0: Yeah, it's not really like that's
1: my advice to you. I think you right, I think, I think you're gonna games. have a ball with that game. Okay,
0: because I've heard good things about Blood Dragon. Like Blood Dragon's probably the one on that list. I'm like,
1: and if you don't like Blood Dragon, because you don't like the Far Cry formula, be like the vibes. Play Trials, uh, the Blood Dragon Trials game because it's just a soundtrack. and You are playing Trials? Trials Fusion is great. So, all I'm saying on that. But I'm sure, you know. Like I said, it's about a, it comes in, in about a month or so. Yeah. Um, we will do a bit of a deeper dive in it, and yeah, I think close to the day of release, they will announce some. My finger the cross for Metal Gear Solid Four. That'd be cool. this is something that I, I we spoke about on on that episode of Dialogue Options with um Karen and Joel. Play I, I want PlayStation to go back to the pettiness we used to see a few years ago. Not being like openly hostile to one another, but I like when the companies use like you know, Microsoft and, and Sony used to play off each other a little bit. Remember the whole thing about like, I think it was at E3 and they were showing how easy it is to borrow games. It's like you just give it to somebody <laughs> yeah. else and you don't need this whole licensing yeah. bullshit. Yeah. I love that. It was bitchy, but it was fun and it kept things competitive. I want, so the Bethesda Microsoft showcase is what, on the 16th or something like Something
0: like that, like that yeah.
1: I think if that week, everyone's gonna be stoked. Like, hey, we're gonna so see Starfield, 13th. we may see things like Indiana Jones, something like that. If Sony just wanna absolutely crush the conversation, they say, Oh yeah, Metal Gear Solid 4, PlayStation Plus, day one. People will so lose th- their mind. nobody would ever able to play been able to play Metal Gear Solid 4 in any sort of other way other than if you had an original copy. People will lose their minds. AKA, I will lose my mind. I don't I don't think.
0: It would have as much of an impact as you might hope. Yeah. I do think it would have an impact. But the thing is it would. Metal it'll Gear. Impact me, if I'm impact Metal me. Gear is for Metal Gear fans through and through. And if you're Especially not Especially that one. It, yeah, yeah, if you Absolutely. Real and don't get me wrong, like cool. I'm that would be awesome for Metal Gear fans, and I'd be very happy for you. But as someone who's not a uh, Metal Gear look, fan, I wouldn't care. Well, that wouldn't not, that wouldn't make me go.
1: Oh. I mean, if they said, hey, we're going to have like Metal Gear Solid 4 and like, I don't know, some Final Fantasy games, something like that. I think they're going to have a big drop of those big missing games and people are going to be like, oh, this is, right. this is it. This, this is the is, one.
0: No, this is how they would get everyone's attention. PT. Just bam, PT. <laughs> <laughs> drop the mic Ooh. and walk off the stage. That would be it.
1: <laughs> Ooh.
0: Damn. That is something that everyone would talk about. Because that think is l- I that is the game point. that. I
1: wonder if that's even possible.
0: It, I don't think it is. I don't think so. I'm saying like that would be that would be a proper holy shit moment. Metal Gear Solid Four would be a cool moment for those PT who want it. But I think but everyone would benefit from having PC available.
1: Let's move on to our next topic because a a trailer was released last week for a game and it confused me on a on a deeply spiritual level it it hurt it hurt me but I was also very intrigued by the fun of it all this is the trailer for multiverses the latest smash clone um we had what nickelodeon all-stars come out last year where you play as they released Rocco, Rocco from Rocco's modern life is now in that game which is Sweet. good stuff but again no voice acting Oh. but you had a bunch of you know your favorite nickelodeon characters and you beat the shit out of each other it looked kind of intriguing looked a little bit fun it fizzled out pretty quickly now warner bros has jumped on board and they're introducing all their characters very diverse eclectic range of characters into a, a beat-em-up brawl style game so the trailer we saw last week was just a cgi trailer but over the weekend there was a closed alpha testing phase um which has had some extremely positive reviews first up i'm gonna go through the the characters that we we basically saw all of these in that trailer um i'm gonna go through this list and then i want to hear your opinions on said trailer so we got Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn. All right, all fighting game characters. I can believe that. Bugs yep. Bunny. Hmm. Arya Stark. Okay. Jake the Dog and Finn the Human from Adventure Time. Steven Universe. Garnet from Steven Universe. Tom and Jerry. One playable character. Rain Dog. Rain Dog, which is a new character. Some little green freak. Velma from Scooby Doo. Shaggy from Scooby Doo. No Scooby Doo, which is odd. They invented yeah. their own green dog. Missed opportunity. The Iron Giant, which I'm going to get to in a moment, and Taz from Looney Tunes. Now, before we get into the trailer, you guys have seen The Iron Giant, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. One
1: of the greatest animated films of all time. Yeah. One of the most important messages in a film of all time. This machine made for war, made for combat, made for battle realizes that that's not our own, our, you know, its sole purpose. It has agency, and it, will live, live, it wants to live a peaceful life and try and teach others to do the same. Stop putting him into fighting games, into your fucking ready player one, don't give him a gun. Cause that's, (laughs) I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this again. What did you guys think of the trailer?
0: I'm gonna, just sort of counter that argument a little bit and be like, this game is goofy as all hell fuck it like let's just let, let, yeah, let, it, I mean,
1: let it happen since when is that bit of they are not going for like the most hyper realistic bullshit <laughs> no. they are saying this is going to be goofy and if i think i think if we say goofy later they'll try and bring goofy in this game somehow um yeah, they'll try they are just like fuck th- th- we have a lot of characters have fun with it
0: yeah the trailer
1: I, is bonkers
0: i i enjoyed the trailer i was also slightly confused by Arya Stark because I didn't realize who that was meant to be at yes. first I was like is this a, a modern cartoon or something that I haven't seen or just don't know about or like who is that meant to be and it was only after I was like what <laughs> okay that's, a, that's a, a weird choice but sure we'll roll with that and then Shaggy going Super Saiyan in the, in the trailer got a chuckle out of me that was- into
1: the whole Super Saiyan Shaggy meme yeah all right
2: yeah
0: I'm like, okay. all right, you're, you're leaning into it you know you know the sort of reception you want to get and that is leaning into the memes playing on them a little bit and having like you're clearly not taking this too seriously so credit it's, to them. the game
1: seems quite self-aware like this is yeah this is bonkers let's go for it and i that is exactly what this game needs to be yes um keelan how did you feel about seeing batman punch bugs bunny in the face
2: so like after watching this I was ready to just leave gaming behind and just move on to a different hobby entirely. <laughs> and then I watched the actual gameplay. Um and that contextualizes all of this. That cinematic trailer just feels really forced and stupid and it's like it's they're, trying to we're, we're
1: like they're old
2: trying to we're are like they're trying
1: to of millennials they're it's trying to us. um
2: hone in onto that um the fortnite market the way that they did the animation the, all of that kind of stuff it feels real like we've assembled a corporate team to tackle uh, to gain market share from the the fortnite market and this is what we've come up with it felt horrible i hated it um and then i looked at the gameplay footage and i'm like holy shit this actually has legs this is legit this looks dope yeah this
1: is legit so i've got a few just a few lines from um from pressstart.com Valmore from Scooby-Doo plays like a mix of Phoenix Wright from Marvel vs. Capcom, collecting evidence to work towards a powerful super attack where she unmasks a culprit. <laughs> Love that. This that part is, cool. is amazing. Tom and Jerry, I also stand outs here, they're actually fighting each other during the match yes. with each attack damaging anyone who gets in the way. This is fun. This is what I wanted from that Nickelodeon game and they couldn't even get voiceovers for that one. Mm. These are voice characters. They are talking to each other. A lot of like, you know, recognizable one line, especially from like, you know, Jake and Finn and stuff like that. But to have each character play so uniquely, this could have been such a paint by numbers here. That it, we're just reskinning a, a, a brawler sort of game. They've gone to some real effort here. They
2: have, Plus- Jesse. And that's why this initial marketing is so frustrating because it captures none of that. This is actually really smart and well thought out and well executed by the looks of it and by the looks of feedback. That cinematic trailer just throws all of that aside. And it's- Well, I think the
1: cinematic trailer, there need to be more to it because they basically opened up the toy box, but Mm -hmm. then didn't show us how we're going to play with the toys. Yeah, that's right. Um, The most intriguing thing about this game is the 2v2 mode. So 2v2 mode allows characters to interact with each other. So someone like Wonder Woman can use her lasso to pull a teammate out of danger. A character like Jake the dog can become a platform to allow a character to get to a higher, you know, a higher platform. Other brawlers, and look, I'm not a Smash expert here. I don't really get into Smash Bros. Um, don't have that. I always find that a little bit lacking. I guess you're not really a team in that it's sort of a free for all. Having characters interact with each other in very, I'm hoping there are some very unique ways. That, you know, it takes a while to work out all the different combinations this game has layers to it. There is a depth to it to the point where, like, is this going to become competitive? Because I watch competitive multiverses over Smash Bros. every day of the week.
0: I don't know. That's the thing. Like, that will come down to the depth of the mechanics behind the gameplay. And that's why Smash has remained king is because there's always so much hidden stuff, which, if you know, then you'll mop the floor with any goddamn casual you ever meet. And it won't even, like, that's why sometimes going to gaming bars where people have Smash Bros set up is not a good idea. <laughs> you're Sorry, just gonna have a real quickly, term.
1: speaking of going to a gaming bar, you know, friend of the show, Lockie, Street Fighter champion, I almost beat him in Tekken. At, when we went out to Fortress, I almost beat him. I needed it on record. The only re- reason I lost the fight is because we were playing Tekken 3 or Tekken 2, I was Yoshimitsu, Four. and I did the Tekken 4. I did the combination for his um, Sapuku attack where yeah, he killed Jesse himself. Jesse
2: stabbed himself and he killed himself. He lost the game.
1: I had him <laughs> on the ropes. Got it about that, but look, I I needed that to be mentioned.
0: <laughs> well, two well games.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> but
0: that, that's yeah. It's, it's what what makes Smash Bros interesting is the sometimes unintentional depth of the mechanics behind the gameplay. Like you know, okay, well, yeah, you press this button to dodge but the i-frames are, are different for each character and you know this character dodges quicker than the other but also means that they're more vulnerable to attacks quicker or things like that or they've got a longer recovery time and blah 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 yeah so it just depends on how this game actually plays out in terms of the behind the scenes mechanics so it could be really cool and also look let's be honest it's free so it will be fun it'll be exactly Stupid, and I think, I think this game could blow
1: up. Key point: yeah. free now, to play. A game like this does sort of live and die on its roster, and that's a quite a solid roster and varied roster for mm. sort of you know, initial release. According to a few leaks, the following characters are probable Um, because apparently voiceover work has already been done for them. They are, oddly enough, LeBron James. Gizmo from Gremlins, Raven from Teen Titans, Marvin the Martian, Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty. Um, And then there's a longer list of characters that were revealed during a data mine, but there's been no uh, voiceover work done as of yet. What? Craig from Craig of the Creek. What the fuck's Craig of the Creek?
0: I have no idea.
1: Okay. Uh, Morty from Rick and Morty, Joker from Batman, Poison Ivy from Batman, Black Adam, Static from Static Shock. Gandalf like her last from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> sure. Daenerys from Game of Thrones, the Hound, Game of Thrones, Wicked Witch of the West from The Wizard of Oz. Cool. I didn't realize uh, that into that. Godzilla? Oh yeah. Like okay, cool. Um Emmett from Lego, uh, 11 from Stranger Things, and then Ninja and Brute who are original characters. So Ninja, Brute and that green dog are going to be the characters that nobody plays. Because I'm going to be Godzilla. How do you have Godzilla fight in this game? How do you have Iron Giant fight in the game? He's an Iron Giant. He's a giant. He'll step on Arya Stark. I mean,
0: they get Ridley into Smash Bros. They can get Iron Giant into multiverses.
2: Yeah, they'll find a way. For,
0: for, for, yeah, for, for, for some context, Ridley is like the size of a building.
1: Yeah, I and mean, everyone knows it's a gaming podcast. Everyone knows who Ridley is. What are you, t- what are you doing?
0: I'm just, just putting it out there, all right? Putting I it, it out
1: better there. Ridley. Iron Giant will kick Ridley's ass.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You've got Hells Godzilla would which, yeah. which <laughs> absolutely murk the. Th-
1: Let's <laughs> do a Godzilla podcast, guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, look, when this game comes up, there's going to be a uh, open beta in July. I'm going to play the shit out of it. I'm very intrigued. Look, I know there's a lot to be said about how a bunch of corporations are just shitting out these sort of games. They're like, here's all the things we have. And the concept of the multiverse is in everything. And I am over it already. I am done with it. I don't want any more multiverse bullshit unless it's uh, everything everywhere all the time. That's the only multiverse bullshit I need in my life. Everything else needs to get in the bin. Uh, But look... Look, if we can't stop this, this type of stuff from coming out. So if it's going to come out, at least it looks kind of fun. Speaking of games that are coming out and could be fun, it looks like we've got confirmation that Death Stranding 2 is indeed in the works. Um, old mate Norman Reedus, the man behind Sam Porter Bridges from the original game, let it leak in an interview with Leo Edit, um, an online publication. Uh, he said that we just started the second one. Um, in relation to being asked how about how the original game came to be and how he found that process. So I actually quite like his little story about how the process came to be because the game that he put like the the reference point he has for video games is is very cute. I i, I like he's like a good bloke. It says speaking about how he got involved with the original game, said galama del Toro, who gave me my first movie, called me up and said, "Hey, there's a guy named hideo Kojima. He's gonna call you. Just say yes. And I go, what do you mean just say yes? He goes, "Stop being an asshole, just say yes." <laughs> then I was in San Diego and Hideo came with a big group of people. He's from Tokyo, and he showed me what he was working on um, on a ge- he was working on on a game called Silent Hill. I was blown away by what he was showing me, and I was like, "Yeah, let's do this. It's not Miss Pac-Man, it's so realistic. It's so futuristic. It's so complicated and beautiful, and I was completely blown away." So he got to see Silent Hill. <laughs> The game that everyone wanted and his reference point for video games was Miss Pac-Man. Nice. I love this <laughs> motorbike motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I love him. Now, Simon, I know that you haven't played Death Stranding.
2: Correct, uh, I have But Kieran,
1: you have. What are your thoughts on... Did you finish Death Stranding for one?
2: Oh, I could not finish Death Stranding, unfortunately. Um, Death Stranding is such a fascinating game. Um, I I have a way that I like to describe it It's the most interesting, boring game I've ever played I just could not get through it Because the action that you're required to progress through This fascinating story with so many mysteries and interesting characters Amazing acting performances Incredible visuals Fantastic cinematography Awesome sound! Holy crap! I oh, could not say I could not say enough positive things about this game, except for playing the game itself. Other than one aspect, I love the asymmetric multiplayer aspect to it. I think it is absolutely brilliant. Like it's a genius addition. It's something that Dark Souls does really well, also to a lesser, far lesser degree than Death Stranding, um, but. You know, you can build structures and other people will kind of see it in their world as they're playing through the game. And I think that's just the most incredible thing. And it made what is otherwise a tedious, boring slog into something that was peppered with interesting little sights to it, see
1: across the I world. Mean, we we're talking about this with like Elden Ring. The best way to make your open world feel lived in and have a sense of community without just introducing players to it is to have little things in Elden Ring, its messages, in Death Stranding, its buildings and in a few structures and you know, dropped packages and stuff like that because it's essentially a package delivery game. Mm. It makes the world feel less lonely. And Signs it, of it, life. It, That's all you need. In yeah, it. You, you feel mm. for the other characters. You, you grow attached to these characters. You don't know their story. You kind of make it up as you go. Mm. I didn't finish Death Stranding either, mm. but I adored it. My issue with it is I love meditative games. And you can play this as one of the best meditative experiences you'll ever play. Yeah, It's sure. relaxing, just seeing the rain coming over a hill and the music. The music is just phenomenal. Oh, man. But the moment you want to get into gameplay, you need to get into stuff. You need to get into some very deep esoteric bullshit lore the, the The gameplay runs really deep, despite the fact you're doing very little. Like you know, very you're changing your stuff. shoes, getting your weight balances right. You need to work at all these different things. But then it is like a sun. It's like a sun lounge next to a a chasm. You've also you can relax, but if you move an inch, you're in trouble.
2: You've also got to uh, negotiate some just really, really dreary, unpleasant menus in that game, and I, I, I hated. All of that, it, all the user interface, which is a real—I've never
1: played. I don't think I've ever played a Japanese game which with a good <laughs> user interface. Yeah, it's just likewise. It's built on a very different style of game, and just it's never spoken to me that well. Um, but like the all the guest actors, like Jeff Keeley's in you know he's a, he's like living in a box for some reason. The, that sounds like a
0: very Jeff Keeley thing. To be fair.
1: The drama... You know what this game is? You know, you said it, it, it's a very fascinating but kind of boring game. Yeah. This is the Donnie Darko of games. Now, I <laughs> hate that film. I, I can't stand the movie Donnie Darko. I think it's so goddamn pretentious. And a lot of people think about that way, about Death Stranding. However, I studied the film Donnie Darko at school and it was fascinating. <laughs> I hated watching it, but I liked researching it hmm. and finding out some of the, the meanings behind things. Well, I think that's very much Death Stranding. I, when people tell me I hate... Uh, you know, I don't like control. Part of me is like, you're stupid. You're a stupid person. I will convince you that you're wrong. <laughs> Death Stranding, however, somebody's like, I don't like it. I completely get it. <laughs> I, good. I'm glad he you did. Not for everyone. I heard not for everyone. Not at all.
0: I heard a very apt way of describing Death Stranding, which was, it was the video game that Kojima needed to make after finally being free from Konami. It was oh, the one really? he needed to make.
1: The correlations between that, like the beats in that storyline, and his real life situations. He's an odd fella. He's a he, very strange person. He's one of those
0: people that I'm like. I love the creative process and the creative like aura that this man just radiates. Just pours out of him. Every following him on Twitter is fantastic, and I mean that. Genuinely, it's because all mu- it's
1: all, music, Lego it's all and music, spaghetti, and books and movies he and loves stuff. Spaghetti. And I'm
0: like, yeah, he loves spaghetti. It's a he bit loves weird, spaghetti. but I love that
1: spaghetti daddy. What do we call him? But it's it's
0: really yeah. interesting to just sort of see this man. It's almost as if like you sort of got behind the mind of Quentin Tarantino a little bit and just just saw him doing mundane things. Like you just saw a photo of Quentin Tarantino going to the shops. You'd be like,
1: right, Quentin Tarantino's Twitter would just be feed picks.
0: It would be, but. I was trying to ignore that and hoping we could scoot past that conversation.
1: You can't with him, I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs)
0: Um, But yeah, so it's one of those things that, like, it it would be interesting just to sort of see how this weird person operates compared to everybody else. And seeing that they're mostly pretty normal. It's fun. I love it. I I think Kojima... The next game that Kojima makes, whether it is Death Stranding 2 or if it's a different project entirely, um, I think this will be, hopefully, a lot more focused.
1: It, yeah. Well, just going back to like the, the, his artistic mind, he had a really nice thread on Twitter recently where he was talking about meeting Gar- Um del Toro. Mm. And, you know, you've got a guy who was born in Mexico, Gamo, and then you've got Hideo who was born in Tokyo. Different languages, different cultures, completely different, you know... Rises to to prominence, and apparently when they met, he they was like we it felt like talking to a brother because they were just talking at that like creative level and they were they just knew what each other were on about. I love that. I I need to read his book, The Creative Gene, or something like that. I, I would love a documentary on him. He's a fascinating person. Look, mm. a lot of issues. There's a lot of a lot of weird shit, uh, questionable shit, but he seems like a a, a person who could make. His games are always going to be talked about. You're never yeah. going to ignore one of his games. His games are milestone moments in, in in gaming. So Death Stranding was deeply, deeply divisive. I think you either... A lot of people either loved it or really, really hated it. I'm intrigued to see where they go with Death Stranding too, because they had Death Stranding Director's Cut come out, I think it was last year, I want to say. Yeah, and there were a lot of improvements was, yeah, made. Yeah. And a lot of, quote-unquote fun improvement made they had like a cart racing thing where you could drive a little car you'd make a track yeah. kind of dumb but i'm like okay that's fun the thing that got me which i i think we could see the most dna of carry on to the next project is there was a bigger focus on combat and stealth in the director's cut um, which i'll be looking forward to playing as part of that playstation plus uh package i've got a feeling that you know, at the end of Death Stranding, I'm assuming all, all your strands were connected. I need to go back and play it. I'm <laughs> assuming you rebuilt America one road at a time or whatever the hell the story is meant to be in that game. But I'm going to assume that you did that. I've got a feeling that number two will really heavily lean into stealth and combat. I think it's going to be a lot more Metal Gear. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fair cool.
1: I, I think he, he, he just needed to get the demons of what happened off his back. He did it through a very esoteric game. And then beyond that, he'll get back to his, his roots.
2: I'd, I'd I'd like him to do something completely different. This is a ridiculous uh, harebrained idea, but I just want him to make a movie. Seems to be what he really wants to do. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I just want him to make a Death Stranding movie starring Norman Reedus using the Decima engine so that it can do stupid, crazy visual effects with dumb camera shots and... Or that kind of thing. More Mads Mikkelsen rising out of oil or whatever, please. Like just more, me more oily
1: Mads Mikkelsen's in films. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen the videos of Mads? Mads Mikkelsen used to be a dancer. He did ballet. Mm. Have you yeah, seen I him do ballet? ballet? Yes. That man can jump. He that is man can leap. He is graceful. Kind of like when I first saw it, it was like the reverse of that bit in The Simpsons when Bart does ballet and he does this like beautiful moves and he rips off the mask and it's like, Oh, it's Bart in this one's the reverse because I knew it was Mads Mickelson at the start and then he surprised <laughs> the ballet afterwards. What a man! I, I hope they have another bonkers cast he just like yeah, call that sure. favors from everyone. But I think he's spoken about doing a movie before and how he he. It's not the medium for him because he likes the agency of gaming. Mm. Mm. Um, He also look he he can be quite uh, open, I guess, with his thoughts on Twitter. I I think a while ago he was he's he was worried about like the next game could be my last because he's getting older. It was really sad. I just want to give the man some spaghetti and hug him. He looks
2: younger than me, and he's like (laughs) fifty something, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: Also, speaking of the Decima Engine, I, I do really like the um when he decided to use a Decima engine, which is the one that they use for Horizon Zero Dawn, he got in contact, obviously, with um Gorilla Games, and they sent him like a carved wooden box with a little thing with like the USB with a Decima engine on it. It was like this prop basically from Horizon. And he has it still on his shelf, and I I find that. That's very, cute. Really cute. I like that. I like these little friendships and games. Yeah. But look, Death Stranding 2, it's it's years and years away, but we saw how far that thing pushed the PS4. (laughs) It's gonna be a pretty I don't care what sort of delivery service game is gonna be, it's gonna be pretty. It's gonna
2: be fantastic looking. Like they I seriously I have to say that not just PS4, but that game kind of set a standard on PC as well, because the port was so excellently executed it It was so well done it's like the only good sony game um, that launched on pc um without you know copious amounts of patches after the fact and it just it looks incredible i just think there's something um so deliberate about his artistic choices as well um the the choice that they made for the landscape for instance that's one thing i'd like to see more of different kinds of environments because you're kind of in the one environment the whole time in Death Stranding. As far as I know, I haven't finished the game. Yeah, I got a question
1: for you. You you spent a fair chunk of your life in New Zealand. Yeah. Whenever I played that game, I thought it looked like New Zealand without ever having been ever been there. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: I'm sure there are parts of New Zealand that do look like that, but no. I, I New don't Zealand. mean
1: like the towns.
2: No, no. I'm sure there are parts <laughs> of New Zealand, but New Zealand has a lot more variety than uh, the USA of Death Stranding. So, mm, that's yeah. a fair point. Yeah. Less
1: BTs as well.
2: Less, well, I don't know. It's about, Not the, zero, same. It's but about less, the same. Um, same. If, if you
0: want it's- the best impression of New Zealand, shouldn't you just re watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy?
1: Look, I don't need any excuse to rewatch Lord of the Rings. Uh, I mean, I'll just going to give
0: you an excuse, just in case you need it. Thank there you. we go. That's what's going to happen <laughs> well, now. if I'm
1: going to go do that, we better wrap this one up. So uh, let's do that. Now, if you want to hear us talk more about Lord of the Rings and spaghetti, we're on Spotify and iTunes. So subscribe and leave us a review. Um, your reviews really help. It actually gets helps us in the algorithm a little bit. So uh, please, please do us a service. Do us a kindness. Um as always, a big thank you to the Fan Critical Podcast Network for all their support. You can catch their fantastic podcasts as well on Spotify Spotify, iTunes, and all good podcasting platforms. Platforms So give them some love as well. <laughs> StoryModeGaming.com is a place to be for your gaming news and reviews and things you can use. We're on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StoryModeAUS, so you can keep up to date with everything we're doing, including our Twitch streams, where you can uh Watch us record these podcasts live. You can watch us play some, uh, I think Lauren's playing some Superliminal at the moment, which is such a cool game. Uh, Chris and I are doing our weekly AFL Evolution 2 game of the round. It's been bonkers, guys. I, I won last week by point. It was the it was whole thing. Chris, get fucked. I'm, I'm a champion. Um, you can find that at twitch.tv forward slash story mode, A-U-S... And you can also follow us all individually on Twitter, or at least two of us. I'm at Jesse Spanner, and Simon's at SI421. And Keelan's too good for the internet, except I for mean, the podcast, streams, and website he's part of. Yeah, but I, mean, part I, of feel, the grid.
0: I feel like that's the smart choice, though.
1: It is a smart choice, but what is also a smart choice is us saying goodbye because <laughs> we've talked enough shit. So, Simon, Keelan, hope you had fun. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Absolutely, it's Good to hear. Simon, I'm glad you made it through that. You're getting a little bit on the, on the sick side, I think.
0: Yeah, well, we'll find out well. if I've got the spicy cough in the next couple of days.
1: Yep. Yeah, if he's on the next podcast, you know
0: why. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> Red, Red Hood. Red Hood killed me again. and <laughs> <laughs> shit. He
1: got you good last time, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and everyone in the chat, <laughs> thanks for dropping on. Um, and everyone listening. Thanks for listening. Hope you all stay safe. Hope you have a good Go kiss your loved ones with a square on the face. Um, And we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.